This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hello, More Than Workers. We are back with another episode that is not the whole team, and we're still okay with that. (laughs) We're just dropping like flies. I was going to say, our poor team. And Bethany are taking over. (laughs) We don't need them. Okay. We got this. No, (laughs) no, we do need them. Please come back everybody. We do. Yeah. No, Matt and Don are, they're like basically on a national tour at this point. (laughs) I feel like they're gone every week. And then poor Mary is sick. And so we're just, we're missing them for sure. But me and Diana like to talk. So you get to hear us. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes we don't get to talk as much because Matt talks a lot. (laughs) We, that was, that was listener feedback. Not, that's not even us. (laughs) (laughs) So we thought today we would talk about vision and how great it is to have a vision and how awesome it is when you are working with somebody that has a very big vision, but also how incredibly frustrating and scary and challenging that is Mm -hmm. because we have lately been seeing that a lot. I've lived through it a few times. And then Bethany was kind of inspired recently and brought this topic to us. And we thought this would be good for her and I to talk through. So Bethany, do you want to like set us up and tell us more? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this, this topic idea is how to lead toward like big vision and growth when your people are struggling, when the, when the organization is struggling in the in-between. And so for me, this was actually inspired by um, the story of Moses in the Bible. And some of you might be familiar with that story. And so I won't, I won't read the whole story to you because it's very long. If you're interested, you can go check that out. But I think you're going to have to give me some context. Like I need, yeah, the um, shortened version. Yeah. So for, for, for those of you, just to give you some background. So Moses was called to go lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Um, They were enslaved there and he was called to take them out, to save them out of slavery and to lead them um, into the promised land. Um, And so there was, he was sort of given this big vision of here's what the future looks like. Here's where, you know, where we need to go. There's good things ahead. This is what it's going to, this is where, where, this is our goal. This is where we're going to get to so that these people can prosper. And the hard thing, there was a lot of, first of all, there was a lot of people that Moses was now in charge of, but they were having to be led through the wilderness for years, 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 through deserts, through really hard places to be able to get to the promised land. And so, so it just, as I was reading that, it really just inspired me to say, gosh, that happens in organizations all the time. Um, And we see that with, with some clients where it's like, you know, they have these big visions and they see these opportunities for growth and all the things that they can do in their community and in the work that they're doing. And it's really, really exciting. And these leaders are, they're getting this vision and they want to carry it out. But there's always this in-between place 
that's like from start, you know, from the starting point into your your vision, there's this whole in-between place that's really, really hard. And there's a lot of work to get to that, to achieve that big vision and to get there. And we've seen that a lot with clients where where they're doing that and and it is really exciting, but but employees are just struggling there. And that in-between place is like an organization is growing and it's changing and it's really hard to stay excited in that in-between place because it can be it can be messy and you might not have the right resources. It's just uncomfortable. You might not, you know, you might feel a little uncertain and not sure where you guys are going or just forgetting about it, forgetting about what that vision is. And so it's hard to stay, um, it's hard to stay focused on that. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of different personalities also mixed in this, right? Like, I think there are certain people who are like, oh my gosh, I love this big vision. I love the dream. I love the thing. And then there are people like me who are like, this seems unrealistic. How are you going to accomplish any of this, right? And so I think when you're on a team, it's also hard to know who is who's down with this and who's going to execute this mm-hmm. and and what the rules are and how you how you play into all of it. I mm-hmm. will say like Don on our team is a big visionary person. He's a big yeah. dreamer and I'm the one who's like that's a great idea but how are you going to do it? And mm-hmm. it does frustrate me sometimes when he comes and he's like, I have this new idea. And I'm like, you haven't executed on the last six ideas. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like most leaders within organizations are those visionary people and, and they're there for a reason. And so we need those people, but then there's always, so it's hard for them as the leader, because it's like, okay, how do I keep people excited and on board and like moving forward? And then for the other people like Diana, it's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, how long is this going to take? And why is this so hard right now? I'm I'm not saying just you. It's true. It's true though. Why is this so hard right now? And like, when are we going to get to the end? And are you sure you know what you're doing and all of that? So how do you kind of do that? And then for like, and like middle managers, like that's another really hard role that we can talk about too. But like, as a middle manager, you're sort of playing this role in between your frontline staff and the, the visionary leaders of like, this wasn't my vision, but am I on board with it? And how do I carry that over and motivate my team to kind of pursue that and stay, stay in it. And so there's all of those questions. And so I wanted, so, you know, as I was thinking through this, so the story of Moses and then how this relates to our clients, I was thinking through, okay, how, how do you do that? How do you lead towards this vision and kind of like do this really well? Because I think sometimes it's just like, the leader is sort of saying like, well, we're just going to do it no matter what. And they're just kind of pushing and pushing and pushing. And then people just get frustrated. And it's like, by the time you get to that spot, you either have, your vision is like never going to be executed on or, (laughs) or like everybody's like mad and you've gotten there, but like nobody wants to be there anymore. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we should sort of start at the top. Like what are some best practices that those leaders can do to kind of share their vision in a way that doesn't collapse and make people feel like they're all the burden is on them or whatever. I think there's probably some, some key things that leaders could do, which will also trickle to managers because managers, you kind of have to, you kind of have to be on board with this vision and tell your people that too. So 
-hmm. What do we think some of the ways that those people can, can put their vision out there? How Mm -hmm. do you, how are you the one that sets a good vision? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Well, yeah, I'll share a little bit. You know, Don's not here, so I can say good things about him and he won't get a big head. Um, (laughs) Whenever he shares his vision with me, he, he and I have grown to, to have certain language with each other. And it's sort of like red light, green light, yellow light. Like how real is this? Is this the big direction? Are you just ideating? Like, what are we doing right now? Because he does come with a lot of ideas and a lot of great visions for different things that we're doing. And so I love when he comes to me and says, Hey, I'm just ideating. Can we talk through it? But I also love it when he comes to me and he says, Hey, this is the vision that I have. And here is why. And when he explains the why to me, I feel so much more connected to the vision. And I think that has been very key in keeping me on board with it is just understanding why he wants to go that direction and why that is the direction for the company and why that is going to be what we're working towards. It seems really basic, but it actually has been a big help. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that it's interesting because I think when you are like the visionary, when you're the person who has the vision, it's hard to understand why other people are not excited about it when you share that. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true what do you mean? This is such a great idea. Like this is where we're going to go. And this is look at all the things. And, and sometimes it's like, you have to be able to help people catch up to you and understand like where, how did you get there and where, you know, you know, where did, where did you get this idea and why is it important and you filling in all those gaps and being okay with that? Because you've probably been thinking about it for a lot longer than they have when you share it. And the other thing that he allows me to do, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like in these conversations about his visions, Uh he will say, this is where I want to go. And then he'll like kind of just spew all the why and, and Mm -hmm. be very like ethereal about it. And it sounds very cool. And then he lets me ask all of the crazy detail questions. Mm -hmm. Like the other day, Matt and Don were like, we have this great idea for this new event. And I was like, Oh, great. Great. (laughs) I have enough to do, but tell me your great idea. So they set out this vision for this event for executives. And like, they had all of these, you know, wild ideas about how they were going to do it. And then I just had to say like, okay, guys, I need to know the purpose of this event. I need to know how you're going to get executives to this thing. I need to know, are you buying a list? Are we reaching out to our own list? Are we uh, hosting this in our own space? Are you going to have a partner? is this revenue generating or marketing generate, right? I had to ask all of these crazy intense questions that frankly, Mm -hmm. they didn't enjoy me asking. Yeah. But by the end of it, it helped me be aligned to the vision. It helped them have a stronger vision. And then we could get on board with something and create something that was really good. So I think, I think there's two different paths that people are going to take. Like some people are going to be like, that just sounds great. I want to do it. And then Mm -hmm. there's going to be those people who are going to be like, but how, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. That dialogue, that ability to say, I hear you, but I need Mm -hmm. way more information. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great. And, and I think that's just another important piece of it too, is for leaders as they're wanting to execute on a big vision is like, bring your team into it as much as possible. Like everybody at all levels 
figuring out how to like carry that down. And that's where like the middle manager is like, that's a, that's so important. And also it's a really hard role to play, but being able to come to your team and say, Hey, here's the vision. Here's what I think. But like, I really need your help to execute on it. So like starting to allow them to just, just asking them questions about how can we do this? What's the best way for us to get there? And is there any gaps or holes that I'm not seeing as the leader to, to achieving those. And I think you're really good at that too, Diana, to say like, here's how I see this failing. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do do that. Not because I hate the idea, but because we just have to know that to be able to get there. So we can work around it. I rain, I rain on the parade pretty hard. I do, Mm -hmm. but I think at the end of it, we can say like, okay, now it's going to go forward and it's going to be even better than if we had just said like, yeah, okay, fine. Let's not think through it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think for leaders, they have to be, they have to be open and willing to like get that feedback, but including your team and and letting some things go, making sure that it's still aligned with the vision ultimately, but letting things go so that other people can take them on and work on them and, and pursue those things and you not being involved with them all the time too. Yeah. And You know, I will also say there have been times where Dawn has said like, this is the new vision Mm -hmm. and I struggle to get on board with it, Mm -hmm. but I also don't, I also don't not get on board. I think Mm -hmm. I say like, okay, I trust you. I don't see it yet. And I'm not totally sure how we're going to do that, but I'm going to trust it and I'm going to keep moving it forward. And I'm going to keep asking questions because I think the minute the managers start saying things like, oh, that's a dumb idea, or this is mm-hmm. never going to work. Yeah. Or you don't, you're, you don't understand the reality of the situation. I think mm-hmm. those types of things cause a lot of friction. Yeah. And then, then it is likely to fail, right. Then it is that moment where it's like, yeah. oh, this happened. Yeah. Well, because I think there's, there's two different bases and how you can, com- and how you can communicate about this of like, as a manager, when you're talking to your leader and you're sort of receiving, you're sort of getting the vision, you're being given the vision or sharing that, that's the opportunity for you to ask those questions of like, I don't really see it. I'm having a hard time. Help me understand, like asking all those questions in the most respectful way possible. But then when you're with your team that you lead and manage, that's not the place for that. At that point, it's like, as a manager, like, your duty is to say, okay, I'm going to carry out this vision and this is what the organization is working towards. Like, and we've seen so many times where that manager was not on board or they, they knew that their team was going to fight against it. And so they said, Hey, I don't like this either guys. I'm being told we have to do this thing. So just like work with me on this and let's just like take care of it, which immediately sets immediately for how that's going to happen and what the team is going to look like. And yeah. Yeah. So so I will say there, there definitely have been times where I haven't been totally sold and I've asked all the questions and, you know, and Don is still like, we're going this way, man. Like we're just doing it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's his company. He absolutely can say that. So I have to be careful about how I tell the rest of the team or how I implement it or how I act around it. Right. And just because Mm -hmm. I don't understand it fully, or I don't think it's necessarily going to work 
doesn't mean that I can't work towards it. So I try to break it up into littler pieces and say like, okay, maybe I'm not working towards this giant vision, but this tiny piece I can make happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I break it down into like littler things that I feel are more, I don't know, reasonable or understandable or digestible or whatever. And then I just work towards those little things instead of thinking about the giant vision ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I think, the, I mean, the other thing here, and this kind of leads into one of my thoughts that I wanted to share on this topic too, is that sometimes this might be, and I think we say this a lot in our other podcasts too, is we, you know, this doesn't mean you, you have to stay somewhere that you are misaligned with. In fact, don't, if you can get aligned with the organization, great. But if you are in whatever level you're at, if you're hearing the vision and you've asked all the questions and you're like, I just can't get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to get off the bus. And you know what? Some people, and I think this is good for leaders to hear too, is like, if this is the vision that you need to pursue, and this is what you truly believe is like the right way to go. Some people might hop, hop off the bus and that's okay. Or if you're in that position of like, I just can't get behind this vision. That's okay. That's okay. Sometimes you have to make that decision. Yeah. I feel like if for some reason, people centric started saying things like, well, we're just only going to work with executives and Mm -hmm. we don't think it's important to work with the all levels of the organization. We're just going to focus on executives and like tell them what they should do and give advice and then move on. I wouldn't be aligned with that vision. And I think I'd have to say internally, it goes against my core values. It goes against what I believe we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's okay for me to say that, but I have to like, know that I'm not going to continue with that direction. And I have to just say like, it changed and that's okay. You know? Yep. Absolutely. You know, I think that there is, I think for some people, when we see this in organizations, there are employees who are always just longing for the old days, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, like Mm -hmm. they're in this in-between place. So we've said, okay, this is the vision we're heading towards and they're just struggling with it. And they just continually are thinking about like, man, I just wish we could just go back. I just want to go back the old days. And I think that's a sign to say for yourself as an employee to just say, but why? Like, was it, was it as good as you thought it was, you know, was there never pain there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, are you just, are you just kind of like, think, you know, do you have an unrealistic memory about like what actually the old days were? Because chances are there was probably pain in that season too. And so, so use that as an opportunity to like, think through that and then try to try to say like, okay, can I get a line to know? Because it's just not going to go back. Like once you're pursuing a new vision, like you're never going to get back to those old days. It's not going to happen. And it's probably not healthy for that organization to go back to. So yeah, I think we, another kind of check-in point for yourself to see, like, are you like, if you're aligned and if you, if it's just, if it's not going to go back to the old days and you can't be okay with that, then like, okay. Another thing I think that really helps in those moments when you're like, oh my gosh, I really miss the old day or I miss the Mm -hmm. old ways of things 
is we have this concept of wedding and funerals, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes things die. And when they die, we have a funeral for them and we have a funeral for a reason. It Mm -hmm. creates closure in our mind. So there have been many times where I have pulled Don aside and been like, dude, I just need to have a funeral for this thing. Like, can you grieve with me for a minute? I worked really hard on it and now it's dead and we're just dropping it and I miss it. Give me that closure. Give me that time and let's have a funeral for it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with a wedding, right? The wedding is the celebratory part. It's the new life, new beginnings, new stuff. So maybe we need to have a wedding for the new thing we're going towards. Let's celebrate it. Let's make it cool. Let's say that the the old thing is gone, but the new thing is coming. And let's Mm -hmm. actually acknowledge that in our brains and have sometimes it is a literal moment of silence for the thing that died. And sometimes it is a literal moment of celebration for the thing that's going forward. Mm -hmm. And I think it just helps us reframe our brains a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And there are, you know, I think that it's okay to also just acknowledge that, that maybe the in-between, like it is hard, it is sucky. Like, you know, like yeah. we're not there yet. We haven't achieved the vision yet. And this is really difficult. And it was more comfortable in some ways before. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that like, it's gonna get, like sometimes it gets worse before it gets better, but that's totally. part of the growth that you have, you know, to get to get to that point. And so I love that, that you're talking about the weddings and funerals thing. I think for leaders, like, and leaders and managers, you know, upper top level executives, owners, whatever, visionary leaders, and then those manager roles. Like, I think it's so important to celebrate the wins along the way, because, because you have to have some of those milestones. And again, for this is sort of going back to like the Moses reference. Like, if you look at, if you look at that story, like what's really cool is, you know, they, they did, they celebrated those wins. So if you're familiar with the story of them, you know, like crossing the Red Sea, right. They escaped, they escaped Pharaoh's like army, right. They get to the other side of the Red Sea. It's split. They walk on dry land. The, the Red Sea closes back in and they are safe and they have made it. They have, that's a milestone, right. When they get to the other side of it, they stop and they just celebrate. They just stop and celebrate. Like they don't keep running. They don't keep going. They recognize like the success that has just happened and they kind of take that moment. And I think like, and you'll see that continually throughout that story, but I, but it's so important and true is like, people just need that because if they were to just get through the Red Sea and just say like, all right, keep keep going going, everybody. (laughs) Like, yep. Like, well, that was cool, but we got to go. This is a missed opportunity, but we see people do that all the time within organizations of like, wow, we just plowed through, like, look at this. There's this great victory that happened and nobody stopped to say like, wow, look at this. Like you guys, look look at the big progress that we just made. And I think that's so important to keep people motivated towards the vision. Yeah. I think celebrating is one of the things that companies do the least good at. Like, you know, we always hear communication is bad, but I think the second is like celebrating. Most companies Mm -hmm. just don't take the time to do it because there's sort of an expectation that you do good at your job and people forget that, man, we're doing really good things together. And so I think even if you can just celebrate your coworkers, right? If you're like, Hey, you and me did this really cool thing. And 
maybe it is our job and maybe it's not that everyone knows about it, but you and I need to give each other a fist bump and say, look, we accomplished it. It's done. We Mm -hmm. did it. And I think, I think that helps everybody feel better and remember that it isn't just an expectation. It is a reason to celebrate. It is a reason to stop for a minute and say, we accomplished something. We did what we set out to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We just, we just decided to like, Hey, we need to do this more. We were just talking about this the other day, Diana. And so we were like, let's do, I think we said like twice a year, we're going to put the time on the calendar and like, let's just kind of make it fun. And we get together and we're going to just talk about like, Hey, what have we done in the last six months where we, one of our values is impact. And we want, let's just like talk about like the impact that we've made, not just so that we're blind and prideful about the things that we do. And we never look at opportunities (laughs) for us to improve because we do that too. But sometimes we just, we forget because we keep, we keep pushing forward. Like you said, and we don't, we don't stop and look back and say like, wow, look at all the cool things that we have gotten to do um, in the work. So. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be good. I think there's so many things that teams accomplish without recognizing that they've accomplished it. Like mm-hmm. we put out a podcast now, Bethany, we have never acknowledged the fact that we have yeah. a real <laughs> working podcast. None yeah. of us were podcasters. We had no idea what we were doing, <laughs> but yeah. we figured it out. And I think, you know, you and I have celebrated that together. But I think it's cool if we just sort of say like, guys, look at what we're doing mm-hmm. and just take the moments, you know? And I know every organization has the moments where they're like, oh yeah, we, we did that. We did that yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. Priority I love that. Time. Idea. That's good. Yeah. So a couple other thoughts. Do you mind if I just kind of share some of these? Do it. Yeah, other do it. Thoughts? So I think that some of the things that we haven't talked about here, but I think you know, as I was thinking about how do we do this well, how do we lead towards big vision? Well, one of the things that came to mind too is actually I'll do this one first and then I'll go back to the other one. But I think similarly, like take those times to celebrate the wins along the way, but then I think give opportunity for your team to rest, for yourself as a leader and for your team to rest before you keep moving. Because thanks. Thank you, Diana. Yeah. We don't do, most people don't do enough of this and we definitely don't. Yeah. I think, I think the thing is, and again, this is like, this is like straight from, from that, from that same story in Nexus. So it's like you, people get tired. You just do. We just get tired because we have limitations and we're working hard and it's easy to keep pushing through, but it's so important to say like, okay, we're going to just take some time now and we're going to we push through this and we're going to get to this side and then we're just going to rest for a little bit. We're not going to stay stagnant though, because we, if we do, then we won't keep moving. We'll just stay, we'll stay here and then we won't ever continue up towards our vision. So, so, so don't rest too long, Yeah. But give time to rest and yeah. then keep moving. Because if you just keep pushing forward, people are going to get burned out and, and you've got to have some time you just got to have some time. And, and I would say sometimes that rest can also just be reflection, right? It can be yeah. celebratory. It can be reflecting on the parts that worked really well, the parts that didn't work so well. Like even that is rest, you know, mm-hmm. like don't, yeah. don't immediately jump into something new, take a right. moment to celebrate and reflect and mm-hmm. adjust if you need to. I still, I also think mm-hmm. that like adjusting 
is really yeah. important as you go yeah. along, you know? And yeah. Thinking about like, are we like, are we not working very efficiently? Like, are yeah. there opportunities to adjust in that way too, where it's like, yeah. maybe we're not doing this the right way. We're killing ourselves and we don't need to, like, we just need to do something different. Yeah. And so figuring that out. But I think for leaders, like, like take note of how your people are showing up to work yeah. and, and not getting necessarily frustrated, like, like acknowledge the work that's being done. And if people are feeling burned out and just like notice that and then figure out like, what can we do to help people rest before we say, all right, let's pick up and let's keep going to the, like onto the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you and I even do that for our leaders, right? Like you and I are kind of watching Dawn every now and then and being like, you are working on weekends and spending too much time. Like, how do we help you remove some things from your plate or Mm -hmm. shift around responsibilities? Or is this just a season and it's going to pass? Like, I think as long as you guys are looking out for each other in those moments too, it's really impactful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. The other one that I was thinking of was, you know, specifically for leaders, again, any level here, but don't lead alone and know your roles was my thought here. So I think that to be able to lead towards big vision, like you cannot do it alone. You just can't, like you have to have people around you because again, you'll just kind of burn out and it's hard to get a whole, you know, to manage a whole bunch of people and get everybody on board. So you've got to have a team of people around you. So I think, you know, specifically if you, again, if you're familiar with Moses, like something interesting about Moses was that he was like, he was called to this leadership role basically, but he's like, I am not a speaker. (laughs) Like (laughs) I am not good at speaking in front of people. And so, so he had Aaron who was his brother, Aaron came in and he, he filled that role. And he was like, I've got the vision. Like, I know where we need to go, but I can't, like, I'm not like made for speaking in front of people. And so that's what Aaron did. And he acted as like that second, that second person. And they like worked together and led in that way. And that was super important. So I think that like when we've seen great leadership teams, great leadership, I guess, within an organization, it's usually made up of multiple people who know their roles very clearly. And so they, they can fill those. And then, and then beyond that, and then again, so again, for Moses, like they had Aaron, but then they had elders. So they're kind of helping and like going out with the people. So I kind of think about that as like, there's like the executive team and then there's like the (laughs) managers, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's, and it was that because it was like, you know, you can't do it alone. You've got to have another person. If you don't know your roles, like, can you imagine if like, we were all trying to do all of the things like Don's been really good at being able to look at us and say like, Diana, you're really good at this. I really need your help with this. Cause I'm not great at that. Or Bethany, like, yeah. can you take this on? Because like, I, I don't, you know, excel in that and you do. Yeah. And being able to do that makes us more efficient as an organization. And it's, and it's how we kind of run everything, right? If I, if we had a new project that we wanted to start and I said, Matt, write up the details, it would not, it would not go well, guys. Matt mm-hmm. is not the detailed guy. But if I said, Matt, dream of how we can sell this, mm-hmm. he would totally do that part, right? Mm-hmm. So we leverage each other really well when we need something and we all know each other's strengths, which makes us even more effective and efficient. So I love that 
we are able to take a project and break it down into our strengths and say, you go do this, Bethany, you do this, Matt's going to do this. And it just makes it go so much quicker and -hmm. we're not all floundering and struggling to get through it. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing what we know best. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's knowing your strengths and your roles is super important and being able to like work in those effectively. And then I think, you know, the other part of it is just like, you have to have those people around you who can, who can help you like under the stress, like to help support each other in those moments of stress. Again, like there was a, there was a part of the story where like Moses is like, he has to literally have Aaron. And I think it's Joshua, like holding up his hands because he doesn't have the strength to hold up his hands for this like battle. Right. And that was like a really important part of the story. So, so it's like, you have to sometimes have people who can hold up your, your arms when they're too weak. Yep. And I think that like, that's so important for, for leaders. And then the other part of that too, is just like, we see this in, we see this a lot, I think with leaders where they're just getting too deep into the details and they're like, I'm working all the time. I'm getting lost in like the day-to-day like details and just like situations where employees are just fighting with each other and not getting along or like, we can't figure this thing out. And it's like, and it's like, you have to have other people who can say, I need your help so that if there's really big issues, like bring them to me, but like, can you handle these small, like the smaller things, the day-to-day things? And if you don't like, you've got to have those people on your team and making sure that like, you maybe do have that, that structure set up, but like, do you have, do you have that expectation set up is the Mm -hmm. other part of it for yourself? Like know your boundaries for yourself as a leader. And then, and then just make sure that your managers know their role in that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to something that I think is also important for leaders and for people going through change mm-hmm. is outside insight, man, yeah. ask somebody who's not directly connected to it, because sometimes I feel like you get so emotionally invested that you need someone to pull you out of it. So ask somebody how they would do it. Ask somebody to review it, ask somebody to look at it, ask somebody to help you not be in this like very emotional state, ask someone that doesn't have a stake in the game yeah. so that you can get some sort of outside clarity or understanding or just vision from them as well. Cause I think sometimes you need someone not so closely connected. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. It's great. If you have somebody, some kind of mentor, somebody that's sort of like speaking into your life, even yeah. on a regular basis, who's just like, like that you can go to and ask those questions, or that's just observing from the sidelines and saying like, Hey, you don't seem okay. Like, can I give you a piece of insight? Because I think that you need it. I want to help you. And you've got, I think it's so important to have those people. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. What are we missing? I don't know. I was just going to say, what are we missing? I feel like, I feel like we talked through a lot. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to say this too. Go for it. Is that because again, we've seen this and this might feel uh, disappointing and frustrating for <laughs> leaders, but it's oh, kind of hey, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. I just think that 
you know, I think you can do all of the right things as a leader. Like you can do all of these things really well. You can have the people around you. You can celebrate, you can share your vision in the best way possible and include people. You can have the support you need around you. You can give people opportunities to rest. You can do all of these things. And you know what? You're probably still going to have people frustrated and complaining. Yeah. Change is hard and people don't like it. Even if it's for the best, people don't like it. Yeah. It's just hard. It is. And so I guess I just want to say that to say like, you may not win everybody over all the time and that's okay. I think you just can't be concerned about that. I think you have to, you do all the things that you know you need to do and do them as well as you can. And because people are people, somebody's going to find a reason to complain. I, this sounds so like, so against my, <laughs> me. but it's right. You're right. One of, so one of my mentors, his name is Jeff Schrag. He owns mother's brewery. And I, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I think it comes through a lot in the podcast, but I'm a, I'm a ridiculous perfectionist and, <laughs> and One of the best, most amazing things Jeff ever told me was Diana, sometimes you can do everything right and still Mm -hmm. fail. Yeah. And I think that is just, that's so true. Like I, and honestly, I think Jeff got that from Star Trek. I don't know. He, I think he told me it was a Star Trek thing. Doesn't matter, but it's still really wise because you can do everything right and still fail. And it's just going to happen sometimes. And sometimes Mm -hmm. these visions are going to fall apart, right? Like We're going to run towards it and run towards it and run towards it. And there may be a pandemic that changes the world, right? You may lose five key employees and that changes the direction. The Mm -hmm. person leading could move on somewhere else. Like you just never know what could happen or when it could happen. And so knowing that failure is always an option, but Mm -hmm. you fail in a good direction and in a good way changes that mindset too, right? Just know that you could fail. It could happen, but it's okay. Yeah, I think that's good. These are just our disclaimers here because we're (laughs) like, it's okay. And I think that, I think that's, that's so important because I think we put so much pressure on ourselves too, whenever you're trying to carry out vision and, and those things are like, yeah, do, do everything you can do your best. It might fail and that's okay. Or people might be like still mad. Like you might still have people who fight against you on that. And I think for me, that's, that's, that's an important piece to hear because I'm, I really value people's opinions and I don't want enemies and I want (laughs) to care about what people think. I'll make the enemies, Bethany. It's fine. (laughs) And so, but so you have to just know that. And so we just want to make those disclaimers too, but it's true. It's so true. Yeah. So anyways, well, this was a fun conversation. It was. We got a lot. We hope that our listeners got something out of it. If you have any feedback, we would love to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. Diana, how you can always us? get a hold of us. There's like a million ways to get a hold of us. And we really do like hearing from you. If you yeah. reach out to us, we all take the time to respond. We do it love, thoroughly. Love emails from we listeners. Love it. We do. We love it. All of us, like I put it in our team's chat and all of us chat about it. Like we love it. So definitely reach out to us. It's one of the joys of our life, but you can reach out by emailing us directly at more than work at peopleccg.com. You can find our website contact. It's peoplecentric.com. We're on all the social media. Our handles are at peopleccg or at peoplecentric. 
I think that's it. You could call us. We have phones and you can like reach all of us directly, but I'm not even going to get into that. You can do that. But yeah, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. But until then, we hope you enjoyed this and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.